0: Welcome to another episode of Them Aspergers. Hello. (laughs) Yes. What was that?
1: I tried to mimic the voice you were doing. Right. Are
0: you going to try it again?
1: No. What was that? I don't know. I was going to try and be posh. Go on then. Hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, anyway... So it's a new year now, I think. Yeah, we did the last episode on the 30th, so it was the day before New Year's Eve, so we're now into 2020. Wow. Really?
1: Is everyone going to call it 2020 now? Instead of Now we've got to the 20s, is it now 2020 and not 2020? Is it because, like, you have the 1920s and then, like, the 1930s? Like, no one ever goes... 1,931 for like the year of 1931. So now that we're in twenty-two thousand, 2000, like, do, is that what we say? 2020?
0: Uh, uh, weirdly, I think some people back in the 1920s, if some of the stuff that I've done, they used to call it 1920.
1: What? Oh, okay. Uh,
0: so, but no, I, it... I would say 2020 because I called last year 2019 and 2018 and 2017. Did you? Yeah, like I've kind of always done that. Uh, With the exception of, you can't really do it with...
1: Like 2003?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the first 10 years of 2000, then I, yeah, you got to call it like 2007. But then once we got to 2010, it was just 2010,
1: 2011. Wow. I mean, I'm down for this. 2020. We haven't been
0: doing it for 10 years.
1: (laughs) Well, this year I will begin.
0: (laughs) That's your... uh... New Year's resolution. That is my New Year's resolution. I'm now going to just start calling it 2020. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, It it looks really futuristic everywhere I see it.
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it?
0: Mm, Yeah. But nothing's... uh, There's nothing new after all that. After I've said, like, oh, it's like a new decade and stuff. There's nothing new going on with either one of us that I can think of. No. Um... Yeah, except that it's a, a new year. We talked about achievements last week. I don't actually think me and you have any new year's resolutions anyway. No. Uh, I don't really do them, um, but I think that's because I suppose if you're well, not everyone, but for me especially. There's no point in making New Year's resolutions or putting like trying to put new routines in or trying to do new things because uh, I don't differentiate from what I do every day. So I'm trying to add something new in there. Giving up something is fine. I think I can take something out of my routines, but uh, adding something in is always hideous. Uh, I've never actually had a New Year's resolution that I'm aware of. I always just thought it was one of those things that people do, but I've never done it because I could never really see the point. In it, you know, uh, it was just... Do you mean like supposed like quit smoking or losing weight or any of that kind of stuff? I've just never.
1: I did one. I did quitting fizzy drinks.
0: Yeah, I mean, as long as you, I suppose, for us, as long as you don't routinely do something, it's easy. Like as long as there's no, um, like, yeah, there's no pattern in you doing it, or if you keep the pattern but swap it out for something else. Mm. Um. It's I don't know. I've never thought about willpower uh, and autism like how it how they work Yeah, yeah as a thing as a combination
1: yeah also i wonder if adhd also plays into willpower uh
0: yeah i would say definitely you've seen me with um when i'm like oh yeah i don't want to eat certain things but then if i know they're here
1: yeah. See, I don't. I I guess that's more. Is that more autism than ADHD? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Like I say, I I it's it's interesting when you try and give something up uh, for New Year's. Um, because I've seen a lot of like, there's a lot of people I'm working with that uh, trying to give up stuff, and they do seem to be struggling, or they want to do something more, and you know, you see people doing it. Like obviously, me and you run. So like we do go out running and obviously there's loads of new people running at the yeah, moment they're yeah, like everywhere but usually by the end of January you don't see them anymore um,
1: yeah I don't know whether that's just because they don't they don't like it
0: well this is I mean like but I think uh, for me especially even if I don't like something once it becomes like part of my routine yeah, if, so. I, if I've if i gone a whole month of doing something on certain days then I'll just keep doing it there's loads of stuff that I've continually just done over and over again even though I actually like doing it uh, and people are always like why do you do it then if you hate it so much and i just think like i don't know but then uh, it's because it's embedded in my behavior now yeah. that i will do it anyway yeah um it's it's just it's it's just how it is you know like it's like when i've had jobs that i've hated the reason i've kept doing them is because it's part of my routine now yeah uh, and then when i'm like oh my new resolution is to get a better job uh I, you know i wouldn't do it anyway because that would involve changing something that i do all the time so uh It's interesting. Uh, I've thought about maybe doing an episode on trying new things uh, at some point, but I don't know if there's enough in that to have like a conversation for like an hour about it.
1: I mean, we could give it a go.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, we'll probably do that at some point. I just need to, to look at it more. And obviously, we did the achievements last week. And if I think if we did that now, it would be very similar. And we've got a topic yeah. anyway for today. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were going to look at, like, individual emotions for stuff. Because obviously, a lot of our episodes before um, have been quite broad. Um, we've kind of swept through them. Obviously, people are asking for us uh, for more detail. I know that we said we do an episode on physical contact. And I know that we've already done an episode on physical contact. But some people want more detail on that so we're kind of moving through stuff now that people have asked for more detail on and so you always want to do like specific emotions we've done one of these we were looking at it before we did one on anger um about a year ago uh, and that's like the only time we've ever done this and obviously the anger one was more aimed at uh me in particular Mm. at the two of us because you know you know like i can't actually think of a time that you've actually got angry you say you do (laughs) uh and i see you go on like little rants every now and then but they're not really like it's not really like anger for you it's you just need to rant, and then once the rant's out, you feel like you feel better, but you don't really get angry it's more frustration, yeah, whereas yeah. I get angry a lot, like I think I get angry like a couple of times a week so uh,
1: yeah it's a, like it's more your go to emotion I would say I don't know my go to emotion is i don't really I would say I'm more on the positive side than on the negative.
0: Well, that's, that's what I thought about for doing this episode. Is, yeah. um, because we did an episode on anger and me. Uh, and obviously, like I say, it's my it's my prime emotion. I've mentioned before, like, I seem to be in touch with a lot of my, what would be deemed as negative emotions. Even though I don't see them as negative emotions. Yeah. Like, I know I say I'm angry. And when you say to people, like, you get angry a lot. And, you know, people have anger management. And, you know, it's seen as like that kind of thing. I and mean, obviously, I don't have anger management. But um, I've never understood it as a as a bad thing
1: no you know what I think even though you have like a go-to emotion of anger or frustration or something that's considered negative I don't think it's actually negative for you I was thinking about this like for example when you were um you cooked last night and then things went a little bit (laughs) sad You couldn't dish up very well and it sort of ended up all over the side. And all I could hear was you sort of getting quite angry at the food for not going into the bowls the way you wanted it. But even though you were quite clearly, I would say, probably not angry, but very frustrated and annoyed and probably verging on anger. But when I came in and sort of like smiled at you, you still smiled back. So I don't think that you're... Like a lot of the times when you get angry, I tend to laugh at you or kind of because I think that's more my go to thing is just to sort of laugh. But I never it's it's very rare that I think that you're actually I'd I'd say like in a bad mood, even if you're angry, you're usually. I I don't I don't know how to explain it, but do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I think like it's because uh, I think all my emotional responses are all the same thing. So like. No matter what happens to me, my emotional responses are usually like uh, the ones I show are the the bad ones, I suppose. But like I say, they're bad by just other people's standards. And I don't really feel the same way. When other people get angry, they get, you know, angry. When you say anger uh, and you say like I get angry, people think like, oh, that can't be bad. That's got to be bad for you. And that's got to be like a, a stressful thing. And, you know, you've got to really look at the reasons why you get angry all the time. But for me, I don't feel... I don't feel bad at the same time. Yeah. But obviously I know I have just got angry. But sometimes I like it. So sometimes I will purposely put myself in situations that will make me angry uh, just for feeling it, you know. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. But I guess, you know, with me, especially with emotions, um, they're quite dulled down most of the time anyway. Um, so I think I, I I, kind of like There's there's a couple of people that I know. That annoy me, uh, and they've always annoyed me, and they they get me livid, like
1: <laughs>
0: from being near them for like longer than two, three minutes. But then, like, I'm always looking forward to seeing them, yeah. so it's a. Uh,
1: I think you kind of have. I think you definitely have negative anger, but I I think you also have positive anger.
0: Yeah, and it's weird because sometimes I I really like there's uh, there's somebody that I know that really winds me up uh, and really gets me like angry like all the time. But I'm always looking for, like, the next time I'm going to see them. And then when I realise that I'm not going to see them, uh, like, this week, I'm a little bit, like, disappointed. Yeah. But then the second I see them, I'm just like... <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, I've never really uh, never really understood it. But, like, I, I openly look for stuff that gets on my nerves. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, you know, I suppose, like, a good example of this. You know, like, how... Um, you know, like, if you've got, like, something that hurts like a bruise or like you've yeah. burnt the top of your mouth and you know it hurts if you touch it, but you just keep touching it. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's because I don't experience other emotions that well. So I'm just looking forward to an emotion uh, and that's why I'm purposely doing it. And I am actually angry, angry, but I'm kind of liking it. So uh, yeah. I just keep doing it. Um, or like you say, it's... I just don't know how to express my emotions correctly. Uh it's weird. Sometimes something comes out. For example, something comes out that I like. Say that someone's about to do something that I like, or I like the idea of. Um, but instead of going, "Oh, that sounds really good," I just go, "That's rubbish. Why is anyone even doing that? Like, this is such a huge waste of time, and it's really pointless. I'm not getting that. I'm not getting involved in that. That's that's really like, oh, like I'm like that. Uh, and then every time anybody mentions this thing, I'm just like getting onto it and like having a go and like being annoyed and like that kind of thing. But then. Eventually, I will go along with it and but actually, yeah, this is all right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that is you. How funny.
0: But like I say, we've done an episode on me and the. I haven't listened to this episode, the episode, the anger episode in a while, actually. So I'm not sure what it's like. Because I think if you listen to some of our older episodes, not that you would, because uh, I know you don't like listening to yourself yeah. talk, but um, like the things we talk about now and the way we are about it, it's, it's changed a lot. So yeah. yeah.
1: I think we've learned a lot about ourselves, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought for this episode, we do wonder uh, is different for you. And it's about, well, it's one more related to you than me, I suppose. We're going to cover like happiness as an emotion. Um, because I would say you're quite a happy person. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. If not all the time. You seem happy pretty much, I would say <laughs> like 75% of your day, if not 100% on some days. <laughs> And then there's just days where I've I've never known you to be like even when you're in a in a low mood it's really short. Yeah. Um it never lasts like more than a couple of hours. I've never known you to be like in a slump for like a few no. days or uh, that kind of thing. No. Um and obviously like I suppose depression um and autism are quite commonly linked to each other. Yeah. Uh I've uh, I mean I wouldn't say that I've been depressed but People I went to see said I might be, and they gave me like antidepressants and that kind of thing. But I wouldn't say that I felt like I was, in comparison to what I've seen other people be like, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think I just explained my situations to various therapists and they were like, Yeah, you're depressed. And I'd just be like, Yeah, no, I don't think it's that. But uh, you know, you I don't think if you've you've ever had like that that experience uh and that kind of thing. So I guess for this episode, I want to talk about like possibilities of is your like constant happiness related to your autism in the (laughs) same way that I get angry all the time and you've just got the same thing as me, but you're only able to experience like happy, like jolly stuff. Um, And then also like the fact that I don't really have it. And I know there's a lot of people on the spectrum that also don't experience it that much, but obviously because we're autistic. Uh, it doesn't have the same impact as if you were NT and couldn't experience happiness. Because yeah. I think if you're NT and can't experience happiness, then that's that can be quite a huge problem. Uh, yeah. And obviously when I explain to people that I don't really get happy, they apply like their, if that was them, and they're just like, that's awful. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's not really the same for those in autism. But yeah, to start enough with, like, uh, so what's the deal? Why are, you so, uh, <laughs> why are you so jolly all the time?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm just quite a jolly person. I don't think I've always been... Well, actually, I know I've not always been. I feel like when I was younger, I was quite a grumpy child. <laughs> I feel like growing up, I was quite grumpy. But I don't know what happened. I guess, like, I got... When I turned... When I got a little bit older, I think I just started to be more... Um, like, I don't think I really... I think because of my autism and this is just for me this isn't what people on the spectrum are like in general i don't i don't think well it's not for you but i think because of the way i am i kind of live in a a little bit of a bubble i would say
0: a little bit of a bubble. <laughs> no it's a big bit of a bubble
1: yeah so i live in a bit of a well, i live in i live in my bubble i would say yeah and like it's really difficult for the the rest of the world to sort of penetrate my my space so i th- like there is a part of me that is almost like when I'm around other people because I really think that the only things that would that make me sort of waver from happiness are outside world things like I, I never make myself unhappy if that makes sense. Like nothing, if I'm in my in the flat on my own, then I'm not gonna be upset. The only things that can make me a bit blue are gonna be other people in the outside world for some reason. But it's very rare that that will happen because I do live in in this bubble where it's just sort of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh I get that. I, I know I know what you mean. You uh you definitely don't have any you've never made yourself felt self feel bad. No. Uh like you don't feel bad about like your situation or you as a person or any of that kind of stuff. It is just external stuff and even then it's really short lived if external stuff does impact you. It kinda of impacts you for a bit and there's like a little bit where you kinda of dip a little bit. But then your own, like, I suppose, like you say, bubble yeah. kind of just pushes it out again. Yeah. Um, which is why when you have been down about stuff, I think at most it's lasted like an hour. Yeah. Maybe two. I think that's the longest I've ever seen you feel bad. Uh, and then you kind of just push it out like it's not really happening. Which I I would say is, is definitely autism uh, related because you can't dwell on things so you you there's no real long-term effect whereas i feel like uh for anybody i know that is neurotypical that oh, i've been in a relationship with or friends with uh when something bad has happened it does knock on to everything else uh and sometimes it takes them like a weeks you know to yeah. to come back from it or they need time off because of it you know uh whereas like for you you wouldn't need to like go home from work, you know, if something bad happened or something that would be like quite sad. You'd just be like, uh, okay, I'll be fine in like an hour. I'll just take a little break and then I'll be back to it again. Uh, And you're always like that with me. I think, oh, you actually seem quite upset. But then you're like 20 minutes later, back to normal again. And I think for neurotypical people, they don't really have that. But I think for you, you just kind of, I don't know what the thing is. It, you, you can't stay with it. You can't stay with that feeling. Yeah. Um, you have a set way of like feeling and behaving most of the time. And I think you have to like bring back the, the balance of what you're used to. So you just kind of go, it doesn't matter what it is, get rid of it.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it kind of feels like when I'm around other people, it's almost like a bit of an out of body experience. I sort of look at the situation as if I'm not really there. In it, like I'm watching it happen, but it's not really me. So like things that might upset me, I feel like it doesn't really feel like it's happening to me. I don't feel like this makes much sense, and it kind of makes it sound like I live in a dreamland. But
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I I I I know what you mean there. Um, like you don't really feel bad because you don't feel like it's happening to you. So yeah. when things that are genuinely happen to you, someone's explaining something to you that's happening to you. But you just feel like they're telling you a story about someone else. And, you know, when you think about it that way, how can it possibly like impact you if you don't actually think it's happening? So, yeah, I think that's a like a dream world thing. I've had that before. You know, I've seen people have things happen to them that's really upset them or been like a really like has had such a big impact on their life. And I always thought, well, if that ever happens to me, I don't know how that's going to be. And then it happens to me and I just carry on as normal. Yeah. Uh, like it hasn't just happened. And everybody else is saying to you, are you OK? Are you going to be all right? Is everything all right? And you just think like, yeah, sure. Yeah, for example, uh, you know, when you come out of a relationship with someone, you've seen other people break up with people. And when they do it, they need comforting. And, yeah. Well, we'll come round with some wine and a movie. You know, <laughs> You'll be OK. You'll get through this. You know, plenty more fish in the sea and all that. And then you think, oh, this is what it's like if relationships end. And then when it ends for you, you feel exactly the same on the other side of it. Relationship's over. You know, you go see some people. They find out your relationship's over. And it's like, you all right? And you're just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the same as it was before. I don't feel any different at all. And you just think, like, maybe it hasn't really happened. Maybe the relationship didn't really end. Because I should be experiencing what everybody else is experiencing. And I'm not. Yeah. But I do genuinely feel when people say to me, your relationship's ended... I do feel like they are talking about someone else when they're telling me that it's me. So I I get that. I get what you mean. Yeah. You can't really be in it as it's happening. Uh, And then you just think, well, maybe later on, you know, it'll come to me and maybe there's just a delay, but then it never turns up. So
1: yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit like that. I think most of, most of the time things aren't going to penetrate the bubble. Like I'm just going to be quite happy all of the time. I don't know. It's just my, I guess it's, my normal, like you said, it's my routine is that's how I am. But when things do, for whatever reason, I it's usually because of a big build up of things. It's never like one thing isn't going to have it. It's just not going to like touch the surface, you know, but when it's a lot of things that have happened in a row or it, it's been quite persistent, then it might get me to a point where I get sad about it but like you say it's really short-lived I usually have a a burst of it that's like uh probably no more than 20 minutes it, can, it could be a little bit longer but it's never yeah like you say it's not a long thing for me but it's it's just a burst it's almost like I get it out and then I'm back to being fine again and nothing can bother me again and that's how I am like if I do have a really bad day at work for example sometimes if it's it's if it's built up and it's been quite a lot of days and this day's just been particularly bad but other things had sort of been there then I might be a little bit in a a little bit of a blue mood but usually like I'll say to you I'm just a little bit down about this but I'll be okay in a minute and then I am yeah yeah like I, I just kind of Get out of it. And I love feeling happy. It's just, for me, it's the best way to feel. I really enjoy happiness. There's so many things that I enjoy and I get probably, like, overly happy. A lot of things make me happy. A lot of things make me laugh. I love laughing. I laugh at everything. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Yeah, like, everything. I just think, I don't know, I get so much joy out of everything. It's, like... Is probably too, too an extreme with how happy I get. One thing that I think I, I I'm fine now, but I think that I found when I was growing up was that I get really excited for things. I get really happy and excited about something coming up and it could be anything, but it's just something that's planned for the future that I am just like, like how I am with Christmas. I mean, Christmas is like my favourite but there's there's other things where i think i'm so excited to do whatever it is that's coming out if it, a run maybe like there might be a run uh, planned and i'm really excited for it or
0: you got that for dinner yeah for dinner night. yeah dinner last night you were all day about it
1: yeah um yeah food like anything or go- going out for me, or whatever it is, I'll get really excited for it. And one thing that I think I found I had to deal with when I was growing up, and maybe why I was a- not quite as happy then as I am now, is the excitement. I think I got so excited for it that it could never live up to the actual excitement that I felt. And I mm. found that happened to me quite a lot where I would be so excited for the thing and I've built it up so much in my mind. That when it came to actually doing, like going out for the meal, it might not be as good as I thought it would be, or I the run might not, you know, I might not hit the time that I thought I would get, or I might struggle more with it than I thought I would. And the letdown from that used to be huge. It used to really impact me because it's almost like, I, like I could never get it to be as much as I'd built it up in my head because... I'd built it up to such a ridiculous level I was so excited that anything would have disappointed me. Um and I think I had that but I think I've sort of got past that now where I still get really excited for things but even if they aren't quite right I'm still really happy that I did them.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: So I don't get the what I used to get but I I think that's something that I struggled with.
0: I think you I think being excited about something is for you, is, you know, kind of like you've got, like, special interests or things you're obsessed with. Yeah. Uh, I think being excited about something is always... You've got to be excited about something all the time. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that you're always excited about something coming up and then once that thing's over you then just move on to the next thing to be excited about. Yeah, I do. Uh, So I feel like you have to have that all the time. There's something that you're always excited about. You know, in the same way that some people have things they're always anxious about or worried about. You've kind of got like a, I have to be excited about this now. Like you were excited about Christmas until Christmas was done. And then when Christmas was done, uh, you were just excited about uh, like your next bit of time off. And then, you know, we've got a marathon next month. So you're excited about that happening. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, right now I'm really excited that I'm having baked beans for lunch. Yeah, see? So Genuinely you're like, really excited. So like
0: you, you just do that. You move from like something to something to something. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, and, and that's that's normal. That's that's normal, like autistic thoughts. Um, you know, like having being obsessed about something all the time, or thinking about something constantly, or getting worked up about something, or nervous about something, or anxious about something. It's it's just I always find it interesting with you because you have the same traits as like uh, autistic people, but instead of having the ones that in that are more common, like. I'm worried about this, or I'm worried about that. Or, you know, uh, I keep thinking about doing this all the time. Uh, you just have, like, I'm excited about this, I'm excited about that, I'm excited about this. And like I say, your base, like, level of emotion is happy. Yeah. Uh, And then you always have to get back to happy. Like, no matter what happens, you've got to bring it back to that, because that's what you're used to. Uh, So it's just, it's you know what I mean, like, it, it sounds weird, but... You have all the same things we have explained before or talked about before. Uh, it's just you have used and neg- I mean, positive stuff.
1: Yeah. one well, one thing I do that is, I guess it's like a burger thing now because it's a, a proper habit that I have is whenever I think about something that isn't happy, that differs from my happy states so or something that's a little bit more negative, whenever the thought comes into my head, I have this habit of blowing and like like i'm blowing it away right <laughs> and i do like if it ever it happens i'm just like go away and then it's gone and i it's just gone although i do think that sometimes that can lead to like I, I would say it leads to me like suppressing things but i don't know it never like i i don't really feel like i'm i i do have meltdowns and i'm sure they come from suppressing things but i, I don't know
0: Yeah, I mean, you used to have a lot of meltdowns. When we first met, you would melt down like two, three times a week. Yeah. Uh, And I did used to think it's because you're always like, there's this stuff happening that you aren't acknowledging because you're focusing on like just maintaining like a positive, um, I suppose, like frame of mind all the time. And obviously like the negative emotions exist for a reason. You know, I suppose humans need to get upset or get angry or, you know... Feel low moods as well, uh, and I think for you, you didn't want to, so you were ignoring them. And then I used to think that's why your meltdowns happened because you were ignoring this thing, certain things, and only acknowledging other stuff. And then the meltdowns were just an overload of that. But you haven't had a meltdown in ages. Um, I can't remember the last time you had a meltdown. To be honest, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's if it is that anymore. I think you just. Yeah, it's hard because I, a lot of the time I try and apply like logic to stuff that is an NT thing Uh and it doesn't really work that way. Like before I got diagnosed, I, I've said before that people used to think it was weird that I didn't emotionally react to stuff like I should do. Everyone thought I was like suppressing things and, you know, would end up having like a huge breakdown or, um, do you mean like just fall apart one day? Yeah. It's like one little thing and I'd be, uh you know just completely like just lose my mind Uh, and everybody was convinced that would happen to me the people that knew me anyway because stuff would happen and I wouldn't react to it you know like when I graduated from uni I I just was kind of like I don't care and then you know when relationships ended I was like I don't care and everyone just thought this is weird like you you have no response to anything you're just the same all the time Um, and people thought that one day that would happen but then when I got diagnosed uh, it was just a case of being told that it wasn't that I wasn't experiencing them. I was it's just I wasn't having the the right response to stuff because I didn't know you know how to process it yeah but it is still happening to you so it's not like it's being stored somewhere and then eventually it's going to happen it's just a case of you are dealing with it there and then it's just your responses are just not what's normal.
1: Yeah, because I I get that a lot. I can see there's there's a lot of times where people around me are feeling upset about something that it's almost like I should be in on it. And people do sometimes look at me like, why why do you still why do you seem happy right now when this is not a time to be happy? Almost. Yeah. I get I get that. Or sometimes, like like I said, if you get angry, I mean it. We know each other, so it's okay. But like sometimes you'll be angry and I'll be happy. And it, and like, it works, but I think it it would look odd. Like, like, I I mean, I've, I'm using the example of last night, but you were quite clearly frustrated with the food. But then I came in and laughed and it was fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't like what you laughing at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas I suppose, yeah, there have been times where, say the opposites happened, where yeah. I was in a relationship with uh, an NT person and they were angry and I laughed and they genuinely were like, were you laughing at? And I'm yeah. sure you've had that in previous relationships where you've been with somebody that was neurotypical and they've experienced an emotion that's a negative one, but you've been like, Oh, you know, like you normally are. Yeah. And they've just been like, this is, you know, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Take,
1: um, <laughs> take this seriously. I get that a lot because I, <laughs> I think sometimes where I'm always quite smiley and quite happy, people think that, I'm not taking things seriously, which I'm probably not because, but it's not, I don't really take anything seriously. So it's not, I'm not taking it seriously because of them and it's not me. It's just because I don't really, I don't really take a lot of things seriously. And that's probably why I'm quite the way I am because I don't really, I don't know. It's just, but what I think is quite interesting about this topic is, especially following on from last week where we were talking about was it last week we talked about connections
0: uh, no no last week was achievements oh yeah connections was the one before sorry
1: so yeah the connections one um, I saw like there was quite a lot of things because we are a li- we're quite similar with connections and people um, I saw quite a few things on our page about um, people that do make really strong connections that are on the spectrum um, because like like we say we can only talk about ourselves, really. So and autism is different for for everyone. So I think it's it's quite important to note that just because we, we don't make connections, you know, other people on the spectrum, well, we, we don't make strong, you know, whatever we said in that episode, <laughs> uh, obviously there are other people on the spectrum that will make really strong connections and do really, you know, do really feel things um, strongly about other people. But I think that's why this episode's quite good because for this one, we're actually quite different so it's it's quite interesting because we we've both got almost like polar opposite versions of how we feel towards happiness yeah so sort of moving on to you um you don't really experience happiness at, at all
0: no i don't i don't I don't have happiness or uh, excitement either Yeah. I don't really have both uh, I, I've never really experienced either I don't get excited about things Um, but I mean also in the same way I don't really get nervous about stuff either Yeah. so if something's coming up that would be quite like make you quite anxious and make you quite nervous I don't experience anxiety or nervousness towards stuff except for just before it's about to happen so I don't think about stuff or worry about things until about an hour or two before it happens. Uh, And it's the same with excitement. I don't get excited about... Actually, no, it's not the same with excitement. excitement even just before I'm about to do it. I don't experience excitement towards it. Um, And yeah, I don't really get happy. Uh, I don't know if you... I mean, you've you've known me for a while now. Yeah. Have you ever known me to get excited or happy about anything? No. No. Uh, (laughs) And I don't think I have because I've seen what it looks like and I know I haven't done it. Uh, And, you know, previous to being diagnosed, I used to drive myself mad trying to find it. Um, It used to make me, I used to see other people experience like excitement and happiness. And I used to think, well, that's what I should be doing. Uh, And I thought that was the reason that I felt different. So before I knew that I had Asperger's and I, I never really understood autism until I was diagnosed with autism. So before diagnosis, I never bothered looking into it. I didn't know anybody that had it. So I kind of just thought, whatever it is, it's got nothing to do with me. I heard somebody once mention it, but I didn't know what they were talking about. Um, so I kind of just thought that what it was in me wasn't autism. I thought the reason that I was different was because I didn't get happy and I didn't get excited about stuff. And I've thought that was the main reason I wasn't the same as everybody else. And, you know, I've mentioned before, everybody that's on the spectrum, before you were diagnosed, you knew you were different. Than everybody else, everybody that has autism before they knew they had it can tell that they're different. You, you, There's just something about you that you can look at other people and see what they do and think, well, they're they're not the same as me. And I just thought it was that. I just thought that it's because I didn't get happy and I didn't get excited, which made me think that's why I didn't, like, choose the right things in life, you know, I didn't make the right decisions with school or college or work. Because when you don't have a happy feeling or a good feeling about something, for me it was hard to tell if I'd made the right choice because I'd make the choice and not feel excited about the decision. Uh, which always made me think, well, then maybe this is the wrong decision because I should be feeling something now. Um, or I didn't get happy about something that was going to happen. So that also then made me think like, oh, I don't feel happy about this. So was this the wrong decision? And that makes you like question a lot of stuff, like every decision I made because I felt nothing towards it, like a good in my gut, like good feeling. I'd think like, well, then I have made the wrong choice. And then I would just get worried that I'd made the wrong choice. Yeah. Uh, and then start trying to think, well, maybe I should do something else. Or maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Uh, and that that's driven like a lot of stuff that did me, but I, it's weird. Cause I don't feel like I need to feel happy and I don't feel like I'm missing out on not being excited about stuff. I see you, you do it all the time. Like I'm constantly around you and you're always feeling happy or excited, but I don't look at that and think, Oh, I wish I could do that. That doesn't enter my head. Um, And it didn't in the past before diagnosis, I didn't look at people feeling happy and think, I really want that. I just kind of thought I need that so I know that I'm doing the right thing. So I became more obsessed with trying to experience it because I thought that would make decisions and life choices and, you know, the path I was on easier to understand if I had something indicating that I was doing the right thing. And I used to ask people all the time, you know, what do you reckon? Do you think this is the right choice? Would you have done that if you were me? I mean, I say it all the time to you as well. If you were me, what would you do? Uh, And then I'm hoping that when they say you're doing the right thing, I then go, aha, confirmation. Now I feel better. But then I just think, yeah, maybe they're right. You know, maybe they're wrong. (laughs) Uh, So it's... it's, uh, it's an odd one and like I say I used to chase it a lot I used to always try and experience it with everything I did and I couldn't so I kept thinking that this is wrong or that's wrong or that kind of thing and then when you tell people that you don't experience it they they feel bad for you and feel like there's something wrong there or uh they feel like you need to get help and you need to have therapy to um you know get it working get your get your happiness like working properly which is how i ended up getting diagnosed in the first place you know i have mentioned before i went into therapy not because i thought i was autistic i went into therapy for a completely different reason uh the the relationship i just came out with the girl i was with told me that i should go see a therapist because it's weird that i don't get happy or sad or you know i don't really feel any real emotions and she said that i should go see someone because she was concerned and then that's when i got diagnosed since getting diagnosed I've kind of understood that I don't get excited or happy about stuff uh, and I don't really need it. I don't look for it anymore Uh, with my decisions that I make. I don't really care too much that I don't feel happy or excited about it. I just make decisions now and then see what happens after. So I'm now kind of doing it more on an evidence based thing. So I'll make a decision and then just see what happens. Um, But I wouldn't say that I feel like excitement or stuff. I get relief. I suppose that's a, that's the closest I get to it. So sometimes when I've done something, I feel relieved that it's done. Yeah. Um, or say there's something I'm worrying about. And then I find out that the thing I'm worrying about is actually nothing to worry about. There's like a wave of relief, but it's not happiness. It just feels like that's done now. Like it's like a weight off your shoulders feeling, not a happiness feeling. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, and like I say, it's, it's not I don't feel like I need it or I don't miss it. Uh, And I'm actually glad that after I got diagnosed and went into therapy, the therapist told me that I won't really ever experience it. But that's okay. You know, she told me to just accept how I am and I suppose what I am and not try and be something I can't be and something that I'm not. Uh, And once I'd like kind of, I suppose, made my peace with that and really believed that then it doesn't matter now. Now I don't look for it. When I see happiness and excitement in other people, I don't think like, oh, you know, I need that because then I'll know if I'm doing the right thing anymore. I just think that's them and that's not me uh, and that doesn't really matter. So yeah, it's something that I, I don't know, I'd, I would i at this point, I'm going to say I'm incapable of experiencing both those things. I don't really think there's anything that could be done because I feel like I have tried a lot of things now. Uh, and I feel like if it was something I could do, I would be able to do it by now. Do
1: you get enjoyment out of things?
0: Uh, no, no. Yes and no. So it's kind of like. Like I know it's like I we use I use computer games as a good example of stuff and I do play a lot of them. Mm. Uh, and there's enjoyment in playing them at the time. But. It, I'm, I can't really be with it as it's happening. So if I think about it, I think at the time I am. But then when I look back on it, you know how people look back on memories and it's a happy memory. And then they they feel something of what they felt Yeah. at the time. I think I get enjoyment while I'm playing um, a game or if we're out for a run or if I'm eating like a food that I really like. Yeah. There's enjoyment while I'm doing it. But the second I stop doing it, it's not there anymore. Yeah. And then when I think back on it, I can't remember what it felt like. But I've kind of in my head know that there's something positive happening at the time. I can remember that I feel positive about something as I'm doing it. But I can't, like, recall what that felt like, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, and I don't know it's happening as it's happening either. Uh, so as it's happening, I don't feel like, oh, actually, I'm enjoying this. I've just, at the time, I know I'm feeling something different. Uh, and so I know that thing that I'm feeling is enjoyment uh, because it's a feeling that I don't normally have. But uh, yeah, I don't then look back at it and think, oh yeah, I remember that. I felt enjoyed by that. But I feel like you can do that. I feel like you can look on things that you, you were excited about and happy about and then remember it and then feel good again from thinking about it. Yeah. You do that all the time. Whereas I can't do that with things that I enjoyed at the time. Um, and you know, when people say this was like, one of the best days ever, and like things like that, I can't feel that like during the day either, so I don't have days that- remember the last really good day you had. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I'm always asking you, you know, are you having a good time or did you enjoy this, or was that good uh but for me i there's no like reading there of uh this was a good day. I get like weird little spurts of it doing certain tasks, but I can't collectively like remember it if that makes any sense, no,
1: that makes sense, um do you feel like
0: content uh no but it's kind of like the achievements thing we did before like i don't feel anything towards anything that i would have achieved uh what do you mean by content actually for to this uh
1: like for like just calm at peace
0: uh yeah sometimes so yeah uh it, it all depends on like with me with the right elements I think that's the same for a lot of people you know once you're in your space as it were so like in your flat like so for me in my flat uh on a day that I haven't had to go to work so like today um and you know you've got all your stuff that you like around you you're comfortable you're doing something that's one of your interests or hobbies then yes yeah in those periods I feel content in the sense of the things that were bothering me or would bothering me aren't there you know like my heart rate's lower yeah like my stomach's you know not as loud as it normally is you know like then I know that I feel okay because I can take like stock of what's happening right now and think yeah I'm actually quite calm yeah Uh, but then obviously when I'm out and about like my chest always feels weird my stomach always feels weird and there's always something in my head that's like reminding me that something's about to happen that you know could be bad could be good who knows you know, I've always got that feeling all the time, like when I'm not at home in the flat and sometimes actually when I am on my own and, you know, content and whatever, sometimes I'll have the thought of, oh, I've got to do this tomorrow. And then, you know, there's a brief period where I'm just like, oh, actually, and then everything's a bit distorted and I'm not content anymore. So I don't think I can stay with it. Uh, it, I, I would say that I can't hold on to a feeling of contentness or contentment. What's the word?
1: oh yeah
0: I, I think i think i can hold on to that feeling for very long i can't have like a whole day of it but i have waves of it If yeah. you know what i mean like it's different for you you can kind of just hold on to it forever pretty much <laughs> um and even when it does you can go back to it whereas for me uh, it's hard to stay focused on like one particular feeling for any period of time even when i get angry uh sometimes i get distracted and forget that i'm angry yeah Uh, I can be really like livid and like, you know, angry about something, but then I'll see something that has distracted me and I'll completely forget that I was angry and then be distracted by that. And then once I've been finished being distracted by that, I'm just like, wait a minute, no, wait, I'm supposed to be angry. And it's kind of like that with me uh, with most feelings.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because, yeah, I see that with you. And there there doesn't really seem to be a lot that makes you, um, a lot that you, like you say you don't really get enjoyment but other than playing games yeah i don't really see many other things where you seem so that way
0: yeah games is the main one uh, yeah. it always has been i don't know if it's because it's a massive distraction um and i don't know if that's that's what it is uh, i listen to audiobooks yeah. i kind of get a fragment of what i get from games in listening to audiobooks um as well there's a similar thing with that but I'm not as obsessive about it yeah um same with running and cycling um running more than cycling so I'm more absorbed into running than cycling yeah cycling I guess because I do it to get to and from work like primarily so maybe that's why because I know where it ends yeah (laughs) Uh, you know I mean I always enjoy my cycle back more than my cycle there so yeah uh and yeah it's I get little things of it some of it are stronger than others uh, computer games has always been the main one Uh, and then just under that horror movies horror movies kind of hold a, a thing there I also get a lot from cooking and baking which yeah you know I've recently discovered that I like doing both of those things Um, so yeah there are things that I'm aware of that I enjoy Um, so I guess I can get enjoyment from stuff to some extent but it doesn't I don't get it to the same level that other people get it cuz I feel like other people they do something that they enjoy and then there's like an after feeling, you know, after they've done it, yeah. they, feel like they feel good, you know, for a brief period. Yeah. They feel like good that they've done that and you know that that was enjoyment and then there's like a you know, I don't I don't think it's endorphins, but you know there's like that kind of thing. You know, when people say they go for a run and then they get their endorphins and that makes them feel happy for a bit. Yeah. Um and they, you know, cook something and it's good and then after they've eaten it they're just sat back thinking like "Ah, oh, that was really nice for me the second I finish doing the thing that I'm doing it disappears immediately so once I finish playing a computer game the second I turn it off I don't feel like content anymore because I'm not doing it anymore yeah uh, same with like cooking um, and yeah going on a run um, once I finish running it's I feel exactly the same way as I was before I started running
1: yeah, it's interesting. You don't seem to um, get enjoyment out of things that aren't sort of those predetermined things either, if that makes sense. So, you, like, I would say that I get enjoyment out of things that even if I'm not expecting to enjoy it, I will.
0: Uh, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I know I'm supposed to enjoy this, therefore I set myself up for enjoyment before I do it. If you're not. Yeah. So like, but I can't discover. Oh, by the way, I've just realized I actually like doing this. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I have things that I decide I enjoy. Um, I mean, obviously, with the cooking and stuff, that's a new one. So I guess I don't know how new stuff works. Uh, But I think the first time I cooked or baked something, I don't think I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Because I didn't know what was going to happen. I think it was only over time. Uh, And I think I have to repeatedly do something a few times before I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think with cricket, I don't even think the second time. I think eventually I started to enjoy it. Um, and it might be the same with computer games now that I think about it. I think when I first started playing them, I brother really got right into them. But I think for me, I was a bit like, yeah, do I like this?
1: And what I also think with you is without... so So I don't... With the things that you know will make you feel... I suppose, enjoyment, your version of enjoyment. Yeah. You're able to just do them. But with everything else, you're not, you're, you will do them, but it it takes you quite a while to get to doing it.
0: Oh, you mean like with the executive functioning disorder or, yeah, yeah I really like, I'm really, I'm good at procrastinating and not doing stuff. We've like, uh, we've covered this, like, I suppose in previous episodes where I'll keep looking at something and thinking I should do that, I should do that, I should probably do that. I'll do that in a minute, but with the things that I like
1: uh you like, can just do them,
0: yeah, I don't have to be told twice, uh and I will just repeatedly do them um no matter what uh even with for example like the computer game thing as well or the runs like with running like even if i know we're about to run a long distance yeah and like obviously it's it's physical it's tiring yeah um i don't ever think oh yeah i'll do it in a minute i'll get my running stuff in a minute i'll whack my shoes on yeah yeah, we'll get the game we'll go in a second i'm like i'm just like cool and then my stuff's on like my shoes are on i'm like let's go um yeah, I mean, uh, maybe that's like an indication for me to tell if I actually like something is uh how much do I put it off first before I do it. Yeah,
1: I think for for you that probably is a way of telling if you feel not happiness, but I suppose your own version of cuz really you could have your you can have your own version of happiness which I think for you is just if it distracts you from from your brain.
0: Yeah, I mean that's uh, I have tried to make my own version of it. So yeah, I have tried to go with, uh, it didn't make me angry, so yeah. it must be fine.
1: Whereas like, I think I get happiness from most things that I do. I find kind of enjoyment out of them.
0: Yeah, and if you don't find enjoyment out of them initially, you will tend to try and find a way to enjoy them. Um, I've noticed that with you as well. You, If it's something you don't want to do, you'll try and work out a way so it's not as bad.
1: Yeah, well, I always think, even if I think, oh, I can't really be bothered to do that or I don't really want to do that, I'll just start doing it. And then I think, oh, this is actually, this is quite fun. Mm. Quite enjoy this. I do that with like chores and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're different um, to what, I think before I met you, traditionally what I saw autism as, because obviously autism, Asperger's especially, it's, it's different for everyone that's got it. Um, and you can't really base it off your own, Asperger's unless you go meet a bunch of people that have it as well uh then you can't really gauge how everybody else's is so I just based it on my own and there was loads of stuff that you do or can do that I just think how how are you doing that um you know and like you just starting stuff not sure how it's going to go like that's weird for me I can't just start stuff not knowing it's how to go. I have to visualise it. I have to visualise it a few times. Yeah. The stuff that I've just been thrown into at random without being told I was going to do it. You know, like, I don't know it's going to happen. And then I turn up to it and I'm just like, okay, you're doing this today. Get on with it. The, the, the amount of time it takes me to get started with something like that, it takes me forever. Yeah. To just get myself into the frame of mind of, right, so we're doing this now, are we? Um, Or if I don't take the time to get myself in the frame of mind, I will just do it like spectacularly wrong. Like they will come to see me and just be like, how have you even managed this? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, This is not what you wanted, no. But you, you'll just go, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Which has always been interesting because I always get like anxiety and worried about stuff that I haven't done before. Whereas you kind of don't.
1: I mean, it depends on what it is. I'm not very good at trying new things, but definitely like. I think I get enjoyment out of doing things still properly, but I, I like to, I kind of make everything a challenge and then I get enjoyment out of challenges. So, like, uh, I like doing things in like a certain amount of time or like everything. Everything's a bit of a game for me, I think. Like, everything I do, I'm just like, can you do this in this time? Yeah, let's give it a go.
0: Yeah, whereas for me, um, and I don't, I think this might be contradictory and doesn't make any sense, but I only like challenges I know I can do. <laughs> so uh do you know what i mean like i don't I think that counts as a challenge but i do like doing challenges that i know i can do that i've done before or i'm aware of exactly what i'm doing then i'll do them but then i guess they're no longer challenges if there's no part of it that is challenging yeah. i'm not a big someone i i don't know like i guess because i don't understand and it could be related to this i don't understand the point with challenges that um you might not be able to achieve it by the end of it, or you might not do it the first time. And for me, because I guess there's a sense of achievement or you feel good once you've completed a challenge. And I guess because I don't get that anyway, all I get is the frustration while doing it that I don't know what I'm doing or I can't work it out straight away. And therefore I just get annoyed. And even when I've completed it, I don't feel like I've achieved something I just remember how annoyed I was while doing it. And then I'm just like, you're like, yeah, you did it. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that ever again. Don't ever <laughs> don't ever give that to me again. Like, yeah, but you worked it out in the end. Yeah, in the end I worked it out. But like, just don't ever ask me to do that again. Like, that was horrible. I'm like that. Like, I don't feel that I finally completed it. If anything, do you know what I don't like? I don't like when I get given something that I don't know how to do. And then I spend like a an amount of time doing it wrong. And then about halfway through or like towards the end, I go, wait a minute. If I just do it this way, this will work. I then get annoyed because I think, why did I not just work that out at the start? And why have I wasted all this time doing it wrong? When if I'd have just looked at it this way to begin with, I could have got it done in like a fraction of the time it's taken me. And I don't think like, oh, well done. I got there in the end. Or I don't think, oh, I finally solved it. I just think like, oh, like I'm really annoyed that I went at that completely wrong. Like that's really horrible. Like I uh,
1: see, I think I think that would give me happiness.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't have that. And I guess that's because the reward at the end of that is, you know, the feeling of accomplishment and happiness. And I don't have that. Therefore, all I have is the bit where I was trying to work it out and got frustrated. It's like with the, the Rubik's Cubes or the Sudokus or the jigsaw puzzles and stuff that you do. You're like, oh, have a go. And I'm just like, I look at it and just think that's, that's hideous. Like, why would I do that? And I think it's because at the end of it, I'm not going to have that positive feeling that I've done something.
1: Do you think any of it's to do with not being able to stick with things?
0: It's, it's possible. Um, that Um Yeah, I can't stay focused on stuff. Like with jigsaw puzzles, they're ridiculous. Like you can't do them in like, uh, unless they're like three pieces, you know, like it's not... <laughs> It's not going to happen. You're doing this like thousand piece Harry Potter jigsaw puzzle at the moment. And you you show me that you've made progress. But because it, I can't figure out where you'd go next or what you've done so far. I can see loads of pieces stuck together. But I'm just like, oh, that still looks horrible. Um, yeah. And I guess there's that. I can't stay focused. But then if you do something that you can't stay focused with and it drives you mad and I take ages to do it. And then when I've completed it. I don't feel anything towards the fact that I've completed it anyway yeah so like it makes me think why would I do this
1: it's interesting it is interesting the, the difference because I think I feel like we're both quite content with how we are so I, I'm content being happy like most of the time and I think you're content feeling the way you feel sort of base level to anger all the time
0: oh yeah it doesn't bother me yeah I don't feel bad that I get angry all the time and I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because I don't feel achievement or accomplishment from stuff. It's 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 kind of like, I guess, because I've never really had it that I'm aware of. So you don't miss it. I feel like it would be worse if I did used to feel happy and achieve stuff uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and I know that for a lot of NT people that used to feel happy and used to feel good that's how they know they're depressed now and sad because they don't feel the same way and yeah. for them it's it's a big thing to be not feel happy like even if they don't feel sad like even if it's just they're in the middle they don't feel happiness they don't feel like whatever for them there's a feeling that something's missing yeah i don't i don't have that and i do think it's purely the autism that's making that happen i think like if i was the exact same i am now but i was nt I do feel like I'd be constantly in therapy and be on medication for it. Uh, And people would be trying to help me. But because I'm autistic, I feel fine that I'm like this. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like I'm missing something and I don't feel like incomplete. And I don't feel like after, you know, I'm nearly 35 now. Yeah. After 35 years of this... uh, and still nothing like, you know, I think for a lot of people, they'd start questioning what's the point of doing anything. Yeah. Whereas I don't feel that I feel completely fine. Like, like you say, I feel like, I guess, content Um, and I don't ever think like I wish I had that. I see you like messing about and getting excited and happy all the time. I don't look at that and just think, why don't I have that?
1: Yeah, I just think it's interesting because I think I mean, obviously, there there are a lot of people on the spectrum who um, do have depression and and suffer with that but I think it's it's interesting because I've seen people's reactions to you saying that you don't feel happiness and people almost being sad for you yeah because of it and then sort of on the flip side I see a lot of people think that I am not happy when I am like I I see a lot of people think that I'm like putting it on all oh, right, I think.
0: What since we've been doing this?
1: No, not since we've been doing Just this like, I mean, like in in oh, real life. Okay, I
0: thought you meant like people have commented on stuff. No, saying, no, but...
1: <laughs> no. In in real life, like I I see it with with people with you. Like I've I've seen people almost try and make you happy, or get a response out of you. But then equally, I feel like there's been a lot of people with me that think like that it's a
0: oh like you're trying to hide yeah hide your like. That you're upset about something. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, if you get told that something bad has happened and you're being happy, they think you're just trying to put on a brave face uh, and you should, like, you know, you should let it out. Um, yeah, with me, I get told to cheer up all the time. I get told to smile. It might not happen constantly. Yeah. You know, Um, yeah, people just always think that about me. They always think that I should uh, just cheer up because, uh, you know, things would be better. But I... Uh, I used to get annoyed by it, um, before diagnosis when people used to say cheer up or smile, it might not happen or, do you know what I mean? Like things like that. But it used to annoy me because I used to hate people talking to me about my emotions. Uh, you know, like the whole masking thing. I think that's where that comes from as part of that. I didn't like people from noticing that I was different. So I used to get annoyed when people used to make comments like that. But now if anybody says it, I just think like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You don't get it. Uh, and yeah, I guess with you, you know, you you have the you have the way you are. So I think they, you know, it's it's only natural that people would assume that you're neurotypical. You don't tell anyone you're autistic, so yeah. they're going to treat you the same way that they would treat anyone and anyone else. To constantly be happy no matter what's happening just seems like you are suppressing, you know, the bad things. Yeah, I and just... you're supposed to vent the bad things as much as the good things.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think um, it's quite common with a lot of people on the spectrum to have their emotions be different to those of the people around them. Like a lot of time, the way we feel doesn't exactly match up to, I suppose, a neurotypical perspective. Not all the time, but there's definitely a lot of situations where I feel like as someone on the spectrum, I feel differently to... The people around me and I think that happens with you a lot as well so it is interesting that even though we're both quite opposite we still almost get questioned for
0: oh yeah I mean one of the things that's common for me and I know is common for other people on the spectrum because they've they've mentioned it to me before is the opposite happens so sometimes we like get upset or agitated or, in my case, angry about stuff that everybody else is just like, why are you getting angry about this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's weird because the extreme stuff that... Say there's a situation that happens to me and a bunch of people all at the same time and they're all upset and, like, angry about it. And I'm just like, that, ah, whatever. Like, it doesn't really matter. I'm then seen as, like, why are you not, like, you know, acknowledging the, gra- the uh, like, gravity of this situation? Yeah. But then there's things that happen... That aren't a big deal to anyone but are a huge deal to me and I'm like going nuts about it and then everyone's just like oh like it's standard and especially with me as well because a lot of people don't like to tell me that I'm behaving in a way that you know they feel like is inappropriate for the situation they don't tell me that I just find out about it later. Yeah. Like some people I've noticed uh like humor me. So I will go nuts about something that's not a big deal and I don't realize it's not a big deal. I just it is a big deal to me and it's like okay, yeah, fine, we'll look into it and then I find out that, you know, behind my back they've been going, "Oh, he's such a like diva, you know, like he just <laughs> he'll just kick off over stuff for no reason. Like he's just always like that." Like and I've heard like that that's happened a few times where people have had conversations about, you know, what he's like though, he overreact to stuff all the time. Like he just He'll just flip for no reason. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, And they see it as I've just flipped for no reason. And then because the reason I've actually got angry is because it's messed with my routine or my whatever, they don't realise that's what's happened. And what they think is there's something happening at home yeah. or outside of the situation where they know me and I'm venting in the wrong places. You know, yeah. I, I've always had meetings with people like, what's really going on? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, well, you did have a go at someone because they used your pen. And I'm just like, yeah, that's the pen I use for, you know, this. And then I couldn't find it, which means I couldn't finish this because I always use that pen. And they took it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but seriously, though, what is actually happening? Are you okay with everything else? And I'm like, yeah, fine. Why? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, like, that's the, the thing. And I think it's the, you know, I mean, it's the same for you. You get really, I mean, when you do get angry on those rare occasions, it is usually over something where even I'm thinking this, this is why yeah, you're getting angry. So. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So then for everybody else, they think it's it's a symptom of something else, especially if they see you happy all the time. Yeah. And then if they do, not that they do, The only I think the only person that ever sees you get angry is me. Yeah. I don't think you ever do it in public. I think no. you just hold it in until I see you and then you tell me about it. But if you did do it over the things you're actually doing it over, people would think that it's because you're masking all your other stuff with happiness.
1: I think another like a thing with me as well is because I calm down really quickly. Like I never have it for a very long period of time. So I'm very like I might be upset about something, but then I'll be fine and I'll have gotten over it very quickly. I think sometimes that takes away from it because it's like oh well, you're fine now, so you can't have been that bothered by it because you've recovered from it quite quickly if if that makes sense there's a lot of like oh so it didn't it didn't really matter because you're okay you're not still because I don't I don't hold a grudge and I don't hold uh, like feelings like that so I don't if I if I felt upset about something and then I've calmed down about it I won't feel upset about it when it's mentioned again because I've I I've recovered yeah I would say but yeah, there is sometimes a feeling of, so you weren't actually that bothered by it. And it's like, I was, I just, not anymore. Yeah. But I think that's, like, I think the, especially with what you were saying, with people saying it behind your back of, like, he's overreacting. I think that's one of the struggles of, I I won't go too much into it, but I think it's sort of the struggle of masking in general, because you mask a lot when you're at work and people don't necessarily go straight to, while he is on the spectrum so you know perhaps that makes sense they instead almost view you as NT because you present as NT a lot Mm. but then equally you you then have this this thing of do I mask and have that issue or do I not mask and then have people always assume that things are because you're on the spectrum when they're not always because of that.
0: Yeah, I I think the only way to be is is I kind of have just started, you know, acknowledging that my reactions are my reactions and what I do is just what I do and not try and look too much into it, into the reasons why or what's causing it or, you know, why do I only experience this and why can't I experience that and why did I react this way to this situation but not to another. I kind of just have started just going down the route of I am what I am and if people talk about me, people talk about me. It doesn't really matter because they're never really going to understand it anyway. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how much I explain myself to someone. um, You know, it's really complicated, uh, autism in general, uh, you know, for everyone. So you're never really going to be able to explain it to everybody that knows you. Yeah. So I just let people, if they're going to talk about me, they're going to talk about me. They don't understand it. And, you know, what? They've got their own lives. They've got their own things. They shouldn't have to, you know understand everything I do so yeah. I just know that my reactions are my reactions now when I get angry about something that everybody else is a bit like what uh I just think like whatever it is what I do and same with like if I don't get like achievement or accomplishment or happiness from something I don't start thinking like but why I just think like oh that's just how it is you know and you know that's that's fine I haven't got a problem with that
1: no yeah you're very you're quite a calm person
0: yeah, yeah, despite the, the rage that I despite talk about. the
1: rage, you, you are quite calm. It's yeah. uh, it's a bizarre combination, but
0: Yeah, I am quite relaxed and uh yeah, calm most of the time. I just have little spikes of uh stuff, but you know it's uh it's not like I shout or you know, like smash things or like attack people. I just say some things that are a bit Mean, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the the whole time we've been friends, you've never shouted at me. Yeah. Oh, apart from once when I spilt that coffee on you, but they, it was. That was bre- more of
0: a I was being burnt pain <laughs> kind of yeah, shout, not. That a, was. Not that an angry was, thing.
1: That wasn't in pain shout, but um, <laughs> yeah, like you, you never, you never really like raise your voice at people or anything like that. You are quite even in your anger, you're quite calm. Yeah, anxious. I just.
0: Uh, I just say some stuff that you can't mistake that I'm annoyed.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, anything else you want to add? No. Well, that's it for this week then. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thanks to everyone that's joining our private Facebook group. Just look for them Asperger's on Facebook if you want to join it and ask some questions. Um, Yeah, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram as well. Just look for them burgers. We're there also. We haven't done any Instagram content for a while, but that's just because... It's been Christmas and New Year's and we've had loads of stuff on, but we're going to try and do a video as soon as we can. Today. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you have said today now. So, so there'll be a video for this episode now because yeah. uh, Scarlett's <laughs> promised it. Yeah. So that, that's happening. Uh, and yeah, like I say, we're on Instagram, and uh, Twitter, all that kind of stuff, whatever you want to use. We also have an email, which is themasperges at gmail.com. If you're someone that does not like social media or doesn't use social media, uh, you can get us that way as well. Uh, I'm not sure what next week's episode is going to be yet. I've got some stuff that I'm deciding on. But if anybody's got any suggestions, you can use any of those platforms I've just mentioned to suggest them to us.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye.